This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome back for another OG Show Live. Mr. Randall, how you doing? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Reel Down... Welcome back to another episode of Bass Fishing for News. Hi, boys and girls. Welcome to once again the Bass Guy. Oh, brother, this is the final cast. Another segment of uh, Chasing the Tide, your saltwater connection on the Palatine. Welcome back, everyone. Another episode of Feather and Fur, your host. Welcome back to the Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal. Hey, welcome back to Off the Water. You here with Adventures of Outdoor Woman Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Rusty Hook Kayak Fishing Podcast. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, go to eastport.info. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Reel Down on Paddling Finn. Uh, Jimmy, he's out tonight, wasn't feeling too good, but uh, still going to have a great show. We also had one of our guests canceled, but that's all right. We're going to roll on. We have the Chad Davison. He won the, uh, it's the Big Bass 250 Open Kayak Tournament put on by Echo Pro Fishing on Lake of the Ozarks, Missouri last weekend, and the man won 10000 for a bass. So that's, man, it's about as awesome as it gets. So go ahead and bring him on here. How you doing, man? Great. How's it going? Good. Thank you for being on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, uh, glad to. The, yeah, you've never been on the show before, right? Oh, this is the first time. There you go. Well, go ahead and tell everybody who you are, man. Yeah, um, my name's Chad Davison. I uh, live in Columbia, Missouri. Uh, I've got a wife and daughter. And uh, I guess kind of my deal is uh, I fished in bass boat tournaments for about 25 years and uh, did mostly bass clubs and fished some other, a uh, little bit higher level 
uh, circuits in the region and uh, just kind of got uh, interested in kayak fishing. And uh, about two years ago, I started fishing out of a kayak. And so um, I've, I kind of uh, been adjusting to that and uh, it's been going pretty good. I've had I've had some good success here uh, in the region. And uh, and yeah, it was kind of my year was capped off with that that big win at the Big Bass 250. Heck yeah. So I came from a bass boat too. Are you ever going back? Do you still have your bass boat? No, um, I, I sold it like right away. I actually kind of just like, I didn't even really know what I was getting into. I just jumped right in. I, I While I was bass boat, fishing some bass boat tournaments, I, I kept seeing the kayak guys and it really intrigued me. I got interested in it um, and uh, basically put my boat up for sale and uh, and bought a kayak without even knowing what I was doing. And, uh, and I haven't regretted it. I, I, I maybe will buy another boat. I doubt I'll buy like a, I had a 21 foot Ranger, uh, Z 21. And, and I doubt I'll buy a, a big glass boat, uh, probably ever again, but maybe someday I can see getting maybe an aluminum boat or something like that. But as far as tournament fishing, I think I'm gonna stick to the kayak. It's, it's a blast. I love it. Yeah, I, I do too. The um, I I keep trying to think like where are the differences, and how I don't know if I can. Do you have any way like how whenever you're talking to your bass boat buddies, how do you explain kayak fishing to them how it's different and why you like it? Uh, well, I mean, what probably was the biggest draw for me was like the uh, the the cost, you know, the cost savings by fishing out of a kayak, not having to, you know, I was paying, I had a, a, a bass, a payment on my boat and the insurance and taxes and then the gas, you know, you know how much gas and they the burn and yeah. the maintenance. Yeah. I was like, everything that you have to fix on a bass boat is like a thousand dollars. It seems like no matter what breaks, it's like a thousand dollars or more. And, uh, you know, the last year that I, I fished out of my bass boat. Um, I was really pushing kind of the limits of my um, my knowledge of of navigating some of the lakes around here, trying to get way up into some of the upper like river arms and stuff. A lot of timber, and I hit I I, I bent two prop shafts mm. and had to have my prop shaft replaced twice. And then I also hit a tree on plane like pretty hard Ooh. and uh did 10 grand worth of fiberglass damage to the bottom of my boat and uh i mean i just got i, I it just took the fun out of it for me so you know right away like you know you can get up into those uh you know hard to reach areas and you're not having to worry about hitting trees you're not having to worry about how much gas you're going to burn to get up there and all that kind of stuff so you know that that part of it I really like, but then the, the part that I didn't even really realize was like the you I I just feel more connected to the water yeah. because you're closer to the water. And I fish out of uh, Old Town Autopilot, okay. so it's kind of like I mean I stand up almost it's a small hundred percent. Yeah. I, I stand up almost a hundred percent of the time, and and so and using the trolling motor, I I can fish out of it kind of like I did in a bass boat, you know, as far as how I work the banks and boat positioning and stuff, except I actually feel like I have more control in the kayak. If you're fishing around 
like a lot of trees and stuff, it's easier to get through narrow openings. If you're fishing around a lot of docks, you're not having to worry about banging your fiberglass boat into the docks and you can just get right up against the cables and fish behind docks. So much easier to like turn around in between them and stuff like that. And so, I mean, I found that I, I can actually navigate a lot of those tight areas easier than in the bass boat. So much more stealthy. I feel like you catch fish that you wouldn't catch out of a bass boat because, you know, just the water displacement of a big boat pushing that water as you're moving through, I think the fish can feel it. And when you're in a kayak, sometimes you catch fish like five feet, five feet away from you and I don't, they just don't even know you're there. So, um, I mean, I could probably keep going, but there's yeah. ton, so many advantages, I feel like, to fishing out of a kayak versus a bass boat. What, what, what kind of electronics do you have? I mean, uh, I, mean I, I, I run a pretty basic setup. It's uh, the Garmin 93 SV, um, yeah. you know, side scan, down scan, got GPS and all that. But um, I don't have like LiveScope or 360 or anything like that. Um, I did have LiveScope on my bass boat. I ran it for probably about a year and a half. So I kind of know what it's about. And what I found for me personally is it was a distraction. And while it was useful at times, for like finding brush piles or being able to drop shot and see fish and stuff. A lot of times I was chasing fish that I just couldn't catch. And a lot of times I was getting frustrated seeing fish come up to my bait and they weren't biting it. And I was just, it was just kind of a, a distraction for me. And, you know, since I've been in the kayak, it's been two years now. And I've, I've kind of in the back of my mind thought maybe I'll get live scope at some point, but I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing pretty great. You know, I've, I've won two angler of the year titles this year. I've won, won uh, some big money and, uh, and I don't have live scope. So I'm like, why do I want to change now when I'm having success? So I'm a little yeah. bit scared to get it because I'm afraid it might actually be a distraction, but. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, once you get I mean, on I know, don't, don't, don't mess with it till you, you know, till you come off your roll, you know? Right. Yeah. I don't even want to wash my boat because. You know, it's like I got this scum line on it, but I keep I keep doing well in tournaments. So I'm like, well, I don't want to I don't want to wash it off yet. That's right. Heck yeah, man. <laughs> so uh, so this event was on the Lake of the Ozarks in Missouri, where you live in Missouri. Uh, right. Can you tell, tell people about the lake that haven't been there before? I haven't been there either. So, yeah, um, Lake of the Ozarks is um, I mean, I feel like it's 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 been ranked one of the top lakes in the country. It's got a a great population of bass, you know, like uh, three, four, five pounders are uh, are, are very normal, and you know, uh, occasional six pounders, um, and and every once in a while it's seven, um, but uh, you know, the the tournament weights, it's not unusual for take between twenty and twenty five pounds to win tournaments. Um, it's it's full of boat docks. I mean, that's kind of what it's known for. Um, it's got uh, a tons of shoreline and uh, and it just a lot of a lot of coves and uh, uh, lots of just it's almost some some banks are just covered with docks and you know if you don't like fishing docks you're probably not going to like the lake very much there are some parts of it that uh, are open bank but man it's primarily primarily docks a lot of a lot of man-made brush piles um, it's got really good crappie fishing as well. Um, you know, it's primarily uh, rocky, uh, rocky banks. The the big thing, it's kind of like typical for the uh, Ozark region lakes is like rock and rock transitions, being able to 
pattern fish, you know, different times of the year, they'll get on certain type of rock. Um, you know, all that kind of stuff comes into play. Um, so yeah, it's a pretty deep lake, you know, uh, I think probably close to a couple hundred foot deep at its deepest point. And, uh, the water color kind of tends to range from, I I'd say it's, uh, somewhat clear lake, you know, uh, probably around two foot of visibility is kind of the norm. Sometimes, sometimes a little more, sometimes a little less, depending on, uh, what part of the lake you're on, but it's a, it's a, uh, it's part of like a, a river system, uh, Truman Lake, if you've ever heard of it, uh, Truman Lake yeah. uh, mm -hmm. dumps into Lake of the Ozarks. It runs through uh, Lake of the Ozarks and then out into the Missouri River. Uh, the Osage River goes into the Missouri. So um, it's got a dam on each end of it. And, you know, at times they there's current flow and it kind of like the bite will change depending on what they're doing with the dams and stuff like that, too. It's so, it's all three species, right? Uh, there are smallmouth, um, but they're not very common. If you go yeah. up, uh, you know, some of the trips tributary arms. If you go way up, there are some smallmouth, but very, very, uh, pretty rare to, for them to be weighed in in tournaments. It it does happen occasionally, but it's primarily largemouth, and then they it does have a pretty good population of uh, spotted bass, but usually get that big um you know a 15 16 inch uh spotted bass is you know pretty pretty good one there so all right so t tell me about your practice man did did you get to get out there before the event yeah i i only live about uh an hour and 15 minutes or so from the lake um and my my family actually has a place on the lake so i mean yeah, I is, fished is that your I, home lake then yeah, I would consider it my home lake. I fished it my whole life. Back when I fished bass boat tournaments, it was probably the most common lake that I fished. And, uh, you know, the kayak kayaks don't fish it quite as much. Uh, they do in the spring and the fall. But the other thing I didn't mention about Lake of the Ozarks is it's a huge party lake. It's got yeah. big boats. And it, in the summertime, basically from uh, Memorial Day to Labor Day, it's it's super rough. A lot of boat traffic pretty dangerous for kayakers so um you know in the kayak it's kind of a early spring uh late fall kind of deal when we do that but um i i did get down on uh the sunday before the tournament uh for a day and uh, did a little pre-fishing um and just went to some areas that um i'm familiar with and just kind of checked around to see the the a big thing this time of the year is there's like big gizzard shad and when you see those mm -hmm. big gizzard shad on the bank, they, they get up there like real shallow. They actually, you'll see their their backs, like their fins sticking out of the water sometimes, and they, they get in groups. If you can find uh, like the the big, big they call it like the big black rock. It's got like algae on it, and the, the gizzard shad will get on those rocky banks. Uh, then usually bigger bass are around them. So a lot of times when you're pre-fishing, you're just kind of looking around for those big gizzard shad. Um, but I did, I did find, you know, I'd see them uh, on some banks uh, when I was pre-fishing and actually would see some bass around them too. So I kind of knew that um, I liked what I was seeing in that area. And then I did pre-fish the day before the tournament, but I didn't even pre-fish the area that I was really planning on fishing. I just fished some areas that were nearby and actually I had about a two mile 
run and my kayak to get to where I was planning on fishing. So I just kind of fished water that was like on the way to where I knew that I was going to fish the tournament so that I had like a kind of a backup plan, maybe some spots that I would want to hit on the way back to the ramp or something like that. Um, but I kind of hate to fish. Like if I know I want to fish an area in a tournament, I really don't like to pre-fish it very much, you know, yeah. like the day before the tournament. It just, I see that so much. I mean, you, you, I see it almost every tournament, guys. Yeah, hey, like I, I caught them in practice here. They were great. Yeah, you exactly. caught them in practice. Yeah. yeah. Hey, did did you have because this was a big bass event? What what was your strategy? Was it just, you know, you, you obviously had a good area, you know, which you were looking for. Was it, I'm throwing big baits and I'm going for a big one, or were you trying to catch a limit? What 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 was your strategy going into it? Well, and the, you know, part of the deal was we had um, the day before the tournament, it was like 70 to 80 degrees. I was wearing flip-flops and shorts. We had this huge front roll through um, mm. Friday night. Uh, the the uh, temperature dropped. It was in the low 40s the morning of the tournament. Wind was blowing 30 miles an hour plus. And it was actually so bad that I was a little yeah. concerned I wasn't going to be able to make the run that I needed to, to get to the area I wanted to fish. I ended up uh, not having a problem. We did have three guys in the tournament, uh, capsized their kayaks. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was pretty, got pretty rough, pretty cold. I didn't know what it was going to do to the bite. Um, it turns out that the temperature was actually still dropping when the tournament started. That front was still kind of moving through. And I feel like I actually caught the big fish on my third cast of the morning. So oh, I rolled, I rolled up to that spot and, uh, I started winging my buzz bait. Buzz bait's been a, a big fish bait for me, uh, all year this year. And, uh, started throwing the buzz bait and third cast hooked up on that one. It was 20 and a half inches and, uh, got it in the boat and, uh, yeah, let's, you know, let's I didn't, I didn't really feel like at the time that that was going to be, uh, the big bass winning fish, it, I, I kind of doubted that it would hold up. And I, I didn't even really get like, I never had that feeling like this was going to be the, the big fish of the event. We had almost a hundred people in the tournament and Lake of the Ozarks puts out, definitely puts out bigger fish than that. So, but as it turns out, you know, once that temperature drop kind of ended and the front passed and the wind was really whipping, uh, I think the bite really slowed down. And, uh, and it was really hard for a lot of guys to fish because of the wind. So I think maybe just a combination of factors. There was several 20s and 20 and a quarters caught during the yeah. event. And I heard of some lots that were probably bigger, but um, it ended up holding up. So uh, obviously I, I was excited. I hope nobody said that where they come up to you. Oh, man, I had one bigger than that come off. Eh, get out of here. You didn't get it in the boat. I hate, I hate <laughs> whenever people do that, you know. Yeah, I mean, it happens, you know, but, um, you know, I, he, he, one, of the, one of the guys, uh, Tyler Coakley, I don't know if you've heard of him. He's got a, a big YouTube uh, channel, uh, Chum Boys, I think is the name of it. But he, he throws big swim baits a lot. And, you know, he told me about a big one that he had hit his swim bait right at the boat and he had it on uh, and then he just couldn't get it in. And, uh you know, man, it's a heartbreaker, but it happens. So, you know, I'm I'm not super disappointed about it. Well, there you go, folks. If you're watching us, 
that's what a ten thousand dollar fish looks like. How much did you win? Because you got second place in the tournament too. Here, I'll uh, I'll go over that. But the um, there you go. Uh, Dorman had eighty eight and a, and a half. You had eighty five and three quarter, and John Denton had eighty three and a quarter. Um, so yeah, I mean, do you you got two checks, the big bass, and how much was for second place? Yeah, second place paid twenty five hundred dollars. Uh, first place was five thousand. Second was twenty five hundred. Uh, so good money on the on the overall, uh, you know, biggest five for, as well. And uh, for a two fifty so, yeah, buy, was, yeah. So uh, you know, I won uh, five, and then there was they gave away uh, eco fishing shop put on the tournament. They're a kayak dealer there and well they're actually like a big online kayak dealer i think they're based out of arkansas but they have a, a big shop there in camdenton and uh they uh, uh gave away four kayaks they gave away a ton of other big giveaways you know power pole micros motor guide xi3 uh we all got dakota lithium batteries that were in that had that they had an hourly big bass giveaway or hour the biggest bass for each hour um, mm. got a Dakota lithium battery. So I, I got that, um, when, you know, when, they gave one? away, a, uh, I got the, uh, 18 amp hour. It okay. was kind of, uh, they had bigger ones too. And, uh, it, the guys that got the hourly big bass, everybody got a bag and it inside of it, it showed what battery it was just kind of, kind of a random deal for the, but any, it, it, all the guys who, the eight guys who had the hourly big bass all got a battery. And, uh, so that was pretty cool. Um, I got a, $250 pair of Smith sunglasses and wow. um, they gave away, like I said, four kayaks. The One of the kayaks had a Torquedo on it. They all had black packs. Uh, they gave away a Malone kayak trailer. It was a, it was an wow. awesome event. They had a barbecue uh, dinner and I think they're, they're really trying to build something big. They call it the big bass 250 because they were going to cap it at 250. Obviously they didn't get there this year, but they're, well, they had, they're they had 96. It was the first, yeah. first year they did it. So I think it'll, it'll just continue to grow. Um, it's, it, it, it's hard in the late fall too. I mean, sometimes, you know, by this time of year, you have so many people already in a tree stand or, or whatever else, but, but to have 96 for a first year. Yeah. And that this time of the year, that's, I mean, that's an accomplishment for sure. Yep. Yeah, I, I hope they look at that as a positive, you know, because I, mean, oh, I think they do. I think they were pretty yeah. happy with it. Cool. So so go ahead and tell me about your day, man. This this yeah. big money day. Yeah. Um, so is, is this the know, most money? This most money you've ever won in a tournament, huh? Bass boat or otherwise. I mean, yeah, kayak, yeah. bass boat, everything. Yeah. I mean, that's the most I've ever won. I've won some, you know, a couple thousand dollars. And yeah. this year, I mean, I've won. Uh, I had, I had several, uh, wins and high finishes and, uh, actually won. I, I'm a little ashamed to say how much I won this year, but come on, uh, say won, it. won, won over 31,000 fishing out of a kayak. So that's Hell way yeah. more than I ever won in a bass boat. Um, well, I mean, but, you, you, then you have to be, I don't know, top you're going, you're easily going to be top five of, well, maybe not easily, but probably top five of kayak earners this year that's yeah i mean so, so hey whatever uh old old uh kbn if if any of y'all are listening to this, you better have chad on your rankings this year to at least top 10 top five i mean double aoy this yeah man 
hell a hell of a year. Good job. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping for that, but uh yeah, I appreciate it, man. It's it's been incredible. I you know, it you know, I had these goals, but ne- you never expect to like make all your goals to yeah. win AOI and Moyak, AOI and All-American series and uh you know, win you know, win the big bass 250, uh, you know, biggest bass, $10,000 to keep hitting all these big goals is just amazing. So if I, if I hit the top 25 on the KBN rankings, that would be just, oh, you got it. They're they're crazy if they don't, at at least, uh, you know, um, Jeff lives not too far from you. So I'm, I'm sure he, uh, you know, he'll get you on there algorithm you know and i don't know a lot of my a lot of my events were like less than 100 and i know it's weighted based on how many are in the event so but i did fish you know i fished uh fished a couple Bassmaster events i had top five at grand lake and uh Bassmaster, and so i think i got i got a shot but we'll see what happens there you go cool so t- tell me about that day man uh, you know, I caught the big one right off the bat, you know, so I was, I was feeling really good. I didn't didn't know at the time it was going to be the, the biggest, but I, I knew I was a, a solid start. And uh, I fished around. I actually uh, there was a bank kind of adjacent to it that had a point, just a rocky bank with the wind blowing on it. And uh, right amount of wind is kind of a big deal. There's a lot of leaves right now. So, you know, it certain banks that you just can't fish like the top water because they'd be covered with leaves. And, and so everything was working out to where the bank was open. There wasn't leaves. It was the right amount of wind. And, um, I had, uh, two fish roll on my top, my, uh, buzz bait and, uh, and didn't get hooked up. But I, so I, it told me there was fish there. I could tell one of them at least was a good one. And, uh, so I was confident there was biting fish in the area, but, um, I, I worked around and went back to that point where I caught the, the big one and, uh, had another one on and, uh, got it all the way up to the net. And it was kind of, a I, I was just one of them things that happens. My bait got hung up in the net and the bass was outside the net and it flopped and came off. So it was probably a 16 or 17 incher and, uh, lost it. So I lost that one at the net and I was. I just kind of shook it off and just kept fishing. But um, in the back of my mind, I was wondering if that was going to hurt me later. But yeah, uh, but that, then after that, that, that would have put you in first, huh? Yeah, it, yeah, I probably would have. I think I I needed like a maybe a seventeen and a half or something like that. But uh, so it very well could have. But um, I uh, I went to a long dry spell after that, you know. And and like I said, that after the temperature dropped kind of got done and uh, it bottomed out and i think the you know whatever the the barometric pressure or whatever the cold front it was post front the the bite seemed for at least for me it really shut down and uh, i went for a couple hours without a bite and so there's kind of a reliable uh pattern this time of the year at lake of the ozarks that a lot of us who fish tournaments there know about and it's not usually good for big fish but it's usually good for like you can go I catch a limit at Kentucky's pretty quick. And so I, I there was a, a, a big uh, marina dock with uh, the wind blowing right in on it. And usually what happens is if you can go on the, the outside corner of the dock that has the wind blowing right into it, um, they'll, they'll kind of stack up on that outside corner and you can catch them on a little swim bait or a jerk bait or a small crank bait or something like that. 
And so I did that. It was pretty brutal because the wind was blowing about 25 to 30, but I had that spot lock and I could yeah. spot lock right out there on that dock corner. Yeah. And uh, you, you had the right boat on the right day. Yeah, it, it was definitely, it was key. Uh, you know, I, I couldn't have done what I did without that. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm absolutely in love with the autopilot, but um, I was doing these, you know, basically like a rainbow cast and trying to play the wind to get my, my jerk bait uh, around the dock corner. And, and I caught, I caught four, uh, you know, 13 to 14 inches uh, within about, I don't know, probably 20 or 30 minutes. And uh, I would have done it quicker if the wind, you know, I kept blowing my bait into the dock and everything else I was getting hung, but um, it was, it was really almost too much wind for it, but I, I did get my limit doing that. And it, I looked at the leaderboard after I submitted those fish and it actually had me in the lead. I think I was at like 70, around 75 inches or something at that point. I think it was probably around maybe nine or 10 in the morning. So, um, you know, at that point I felt like, well, now I can just kind of go upgrade. You know, it always kind of settles you down and, and everything when you get the limit, at least, you know, that you need to cull those fish, but you, you know, you, you filled out your five. And so that's, you know, that's kind of what my goal was there. And then I, I kind of went back and just started covering stuff in the area. And there was actually like a, an afternoon bite that I got on. The sun finally came out and the wind, it laid off a little bit. And uh, I switched buzz baits, which was kind of key. I don't know if you, uh, I've, I've got my, I've actually got my baits. Oh yeah, I, dude, I was waiting. I want to know about both of them. What buzz yeah, baits so, you're throwing? Skirt? No, wait, wait. No skirt? No skirt. Okay. Wait, we've been, there's a local group we've been having a big discussion on. Let, what? Wait, wait. This Ooh, is a, this is a Navigator uh, X-Bite Head Knocker buzz bait. And uh -huh. This is I'm actually, sorry. it's a Crocagator. Crocagator. Okay. Yeah, Crocagator Bait Company. They're one of my sponsors. And uh, they've got uh, their buzz baits are are known throughout the country. They're 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 one of the best buzz baits out there. But they came out with this uh, trailer this year. It's yeah. called an X X Toad, and it's made specifically for this. Uh, the X Bite buzz bait is sold uh, without the skirt, and it's just got a keeper. And then uh, this Toad, I'll show you. This is a this is one that's not on the buzz bait. If you can see that, it's actually got a hole kind of molded in there. And what you do is you thread your trailer hook uh, through the toad, and it's got that hole. And then when you thread thread the uh, toad onto your buzz bait and you, you run it through that hole, it, it locks your trailer hook in place to where it's always in the, in the perfect position. And it kind of eliminates, you know, like the legs and stuff. They're, they're, they're made so that they, I'm not going to say they never get tangled up in your trailer hook, but it's, it's, it's pretty rare. And then mm. this, uh, this head knocker, it, 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 it's got that, you know, it, it knocks against the head and it makes uh, a sound that they just can't resist. It really calls the big fish. And so I actually, uh, caught, um, big bass of the tournament at Bull Shoals, uh, just, I think it was in uh, September. Uh, it was a 22 and a quarter, I believe. Um, I've caught I've caught several uh, 22s on that this but this bait this year. Uh, but uh, you know, it just it catches big ones. 
Um, but uh, what is, I was going to say is, is, is the trailer hook one that they sell, or is that just that, like it's, a... it's, it's just a standard trailer hook. Gotcha. Okay. Um, you know, I usually use like a two watt, and kind of uh, I think maybe Strike King sells one that's got you know the little plastic cover that goes over the eye. There's some of them they have that's like a black plastic cover that's kind of round and it slides right over that eye and mm -hmm. it, it kind of works the best. Actually, that's not what I have on here, but it, it sits down in that little hole a little bit better, but pretty much any, you know, little uh, trailer hook. I, I, like I said, I like a one odd or a two odd and, um, and you can still use that little plastic keeper, but, um, but the threading it through the, uh, the back of the toad it, it it just holds it right in that perfect position where you're going to get more hookups that way wow i man can you explain how your what's your choices for i i mean if if you're watching this i just showed crocky gator they have a bunch of you know nickel blades gold blades white painted blades redhead gold uh, like how we're what's your decisions whenever you're doing that do you have a system that you like yeah i mean i keep it pretty basic um but the black black head with a gold blade is just my day in and day out that's my go-to um you know i throw it probably three-fourths of the time um and you know i use the three-quarter the three-quarter ounce uh Wow. at this event because it's just it's got a bigger blade um it's actually got this is getting pretty technical but it's got it's called an offset blade design where if you look at the wire the all wire is all yeah. on one side of the blade versus uh let's see here this is the uh this is the other one i threw later in the day and this is the half ounce and and you can see this is a line through blade so what that does is the wire starts on one side of the blade and ends up on the other. So it goes right, right through the middle of the blade and that gives it a tighter spin versus a offset blade. Uh, it's got a, it's gonna have more of a wobble uh, because it, the blade is on one side of the wire. So when it turns, it's gonna wobble a lot more and it gives it a little bit more of a, a, a more action, I guess. And, uh, you know, I feel like that, you know, at times that's going to draw uh, bigger bites. Um, you know, honestly, I've caught probably most of my big fish this year were on the half ounce, which has the line through blade. And that's what I throw most of the time. But the three quarter ounce is just kind of known at Lake of the Ozarks this time of the year for catching big fish. So that's just kind of like a history deal that I've just kind of knew that. But day in and day out for me and this has got a different trailer on it but this is the half ounce x bite uh head knocker buzz bait and uh obviously the nickel blade and it's white and the reason i chose this is in the afternoon the water was pretty clear i'd say it was probably between two and three foot of visibility and uh they were chasing shad obviously in the afternoon i could see them chasing and uh and you know i I felt like the having the swim bait on there, going to the nickel blade in the bright sun, uh, it just felt like a more natural presentation for me. The only bad thing is on you know using the swim bait. I've tried to use a trailer hook with the swim bait, and it just doesn't work that great. It 
the yeah. tail like every other cast the tail's getting hung yeah. and so i i took the trailer hook off and you know it's kind of a gamble but um i was getting i actually ended up catching an 18 and three quarters and on that this um actually if you remember i i had said I, there was a bank early in the morning where i missed a couple fish i went back over that bait in the afternoon with this buzz bait and caught a fish in almost the exact same spot so i don't know if it was the same fish it might have been but it was an 18 and three quarters so i was my second biggest fish and that was a huge a huge deal um the other thing i did when the sun got up and obviously like i said the docks are a big deal at lake of the ozarks once the sun got up in the afternoon um i started throwing this uh it's a zapper jig it's a three eighths um just kind of like a a flipping hook and uh color was ozark craw had a beaver as a trailer and uh you know skipping the jig around docks underneath of them uh between the floats and behind the walkways and all that kind of stuff is kind of a another go-to deal at lake of the ozarks and so uh you know this was something i caught some fish in practice on and i caught uh 16 and a, can't remember 16 and a half 16 and three quarters another 15 and a half and another i think 14 and three quarters or something uh skipping this uh around the docks one of them i just pitched it up to a dock corner and it was like 25 foot of water and it fell about maybe five feet and then i i kind of picked up on it and it was heavy and end up being the 16 and three quarters sometimes they just suspend underneath the docks and when you yeah. pitch the bait up i think it looks like you know a lot of times you'll see those bluegill and sunfish around the docks and if you just drop that down in front of them they'll hit it and they're just suspended under there and then other times there's like concrete piers and stuff that are you know underneath the walkways and it, there's all kinds of cables and gnarly stuff so a lot of times you're trying to skip the bait underneath there um so that you can get it back to those targets and be able to still get your fish out um but uh you know that's that was kind of my strategy for the afternoon i i caught uh one more good one on the buzz bait and then the rest on the jig and do you always use a beaver style trailer or was that you just wanted less action yeah i i, I kind of played around uh with different trailers um in practice i actually caught caught them using a uh uh, zoom speed craw um on there as well but that beaver on there actually it skips unbelievably well yeah. and uh so that's part of the reason is just because it skips so well and uh you know i was just kind of experimenting and like there on uh, the day before the tournament when i was practicing i caught one that was 19 and a half on that exact jig just happened to i would you know i'll that's kind of what I do in practice. You know, you'll, you just pick different baits and try them for a while and pick up a different one. And when you, and, and for me, it's not so much sometimes about, you know, trying to, to find the areas is just trying to get confidence in a bait that, you know, that they, you feel like they're going to bite a certain bait. And so I can fish a different area and just kind of experiment with different baits and not have to worry about fishing you know, burning fish in the area that I want to fish in the tournament. But, um, so that was just kind of how that worked, but I, I, a, a beaver is definitely one of my top baits. Um, uh, you know, depending on, uh, situation, uh, you know, sometimes I'll use a heavier jig and I like that spicy beaver cause it's got more action. Sometimes I'll throw, um, 
like uh, Crocker Gator makes a three quarter ounce, they call it a reaction jig. And uh, you can put that spicy beaver on there. And, you know, it sometimes, you know, that's great for pitching up to those dock corners and deep water and it falls so fast and, and they'll just hit it out on a reaction or if you're fishing bluffs or you know, bluff ends and stuff like that, that works good. So it just, it kind of depends. But in this case, every fish I caught in this tournament was like five foot of water or less. You know, even the one that was on that deep dock corner was still probably only about five foot deep, I'm guessing. So hmm. they were high up in the water column and shallow on the bank. And um, so I was still in the lighter jig. But on on the buzz bait, I've never thrown a head knocker. Is there a time whenever you want to knock the head or do you 100 percent knock the head or or do you go yeah. back and forth? It, it, I would say it's a hundred percent of the time. I, for me, it's been probably more times than not. They want that thing knocking as loud as you can get it. And, uh, and it's, it's kind of one of the things you got to learn about these buzz baits is, um, you know, especially fishing around the docks and stuff, they'll get, they'll get out of tune and you got to keep tuning the wire so that it's hitting the head just right. Um, but you know, I'd say most of the time I'm I'm having it knock the head pretty hard, but you you always experiment with just um, bending the wire up so it doesn't knock on the head and it just kind of chugs. And actually, I I kind of feel like in the afternoon uh, I was slowing this one down to where it wasn't. It was still hitting the head, but it was actually kind of uh, going underneath the surface a little bit more, where it was more of a chugging or gurgling. And I, I I would almost consider it more of like a wake bait um, than a than a buzz bait because I wasn't right on the surface. It was actually a little bit subsurface. So and I've seen that work at times too, where you fish the buzz bait almost like you would a wake bait or something. What what what's your rod reel and line set up? Yeah, so I always throw it on braid, um, primarily like forty or fifty pound braid, um, and. Uh, Depending on which one, like the half ounce buzz bait, I'll, I'll throw it on uh, just a regular seven foot uh, medium heavy fast action rod. Um, and then like if uh, if I'm throwing the three quarter ounce, um, sometimes I'll upsize my rod. On this one, I actually knew I was going to be throwing a buzz bait a lot. So I had both rods ready and I had a seven foot three medium heavy. Um, so it just gave me a little bit more be a little bit more rod for the the heavier buzz bait and uh and it kind of depends too like if you're uh if you know you're because one thing about the the buzz bait especially with that x toad on there it skips really good too so you can fish it around those docks where you have the cables and you can actually skip it underneath there so if i'm doing that i kind of like the shorter rod um it makes it a little easier to skip the bait but uh, it, it, it it that uh that toad look like a really good skipper too like just how flat it is yep for sure and uh you know it, it they got it in four colors um they've got gray they've got a uh, kind of a yellow color it's kind of an old school yellow and then a pearl white and a black and uh, it says something new they come out with this year for the uh for their buzz baits and it's been super hot they were sold out of them for a while but i think they're kind of caught up now uh, but they, you know, if you go to uh, crackagator.com, you can check them out. Which which one was it that was in really high demand? The X Toad, that that Toad trailer that goes on the the uh, X Bite Buzzbait. 
Oh, I, I I thought you were saying there was a certain color. Oh no, like all of them, all of them have been. Uh, I'd say probably the white and the black and the gray. Uh, the yellow doesn't seem like it's been as popular, but um, but I've definitely I've seen some guys catching them on that one too. So, um, but just, yeah, all of them were I, just super I, hard to get. Yeah, mine, my frog, whenever uh, on Chickamauga, whenever I went, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I it was a yellow belly. I mean, I, I love a yellow, it's especially in the fall. It seems like over mats and stuff like that, that brim, whenever you hear brim mats really popping, just a, you know, a, a yellow belly is the deal to me at least. So, yeah, and that, I mean, it, they kind of market it as a trailer for the buzz bait, but obviously it's a toad, you know, it, it's yeah. also just really good Texas rigging it and you can, you can rig it the same way with that trailer hook and it's, it's pretty weedless and, uh, you know, they're having the trailer hooks just a huge advantage, uh, even on a, you know, just a Texas rig toad. So, do you throw the gray too? Yeah, I did. I, I played with it in practice some, but uh, for some Wait, reason, when for do you me, throw a gray? Well, I mean, if it like the gizzard shad, it's the gray, you know, to yeah. me is like a perfect imitation of those gizzard shad. But the reason I went with black was just because it was, it was low light. And uh, first thing in the morning, I always just go with the with the black. But, um, you know, I I ended up with that. The, it seemed like the bite was kind of tough. And that's why I went to the little bit smaller buzz bait with that with that Kitek swim bait on the back. But I could easily pick pick that gray X toad as well. It's just kind of a decision I made on the fly. Yeah, never thought about throwing a gray one. That's that, that's interesting. And and always, it, you know, they only have four colors, which is good. But you can always have a couple of marker pens with you and do whatever you want to with them too. And you know, if you want to get crazy, absolutely. Yeah. Well, man, I'll tell you what. Heck of a year. Glad you were able to come on and and heck of an event. I mean, that's that's a lot of money, and that's uh. You know, yeah. you, don't get too many, you don't get too many opportunities like that at kayak. So, yeah, congrats, man. Yeah, I really appreciate it, man. Well, um, we like to give everybody a chance. Shout out any sponsors or anybody that makes fishing easier for you before we let you go. Anybody you want to shout out? Yeah. Besides Crocagator, because I know people right now are listening and on their phone buying Crocagator stuff. So got a lot of great baits but and and they've been a huge supporter of me so i'm 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 very appreciative of crocagator um but i i have a number of companies that that i've been working with um and and uh another one of those is uh dungarees uh workwear and boots they're uh they're actually uh, have a brick and mortar store here in columbia but they're a huge online carhartt retailer as well as other outdoor brands. Um, I use a number of their products. My uh, Carhartt uh, rain suit is a big one, um, but I also use uh, dry shod, uh, like uh, waterproof boots uh, whenever it's colder weather in my kayak, and those have been great for me. And uh, I, I, in fact, during this tournament, I had a Carhartt two-in-one fleece hat on. I had uh, Carhartt base layers. All those came from uh, dungarees and they got free shipping over $55 and uh, great customer service. And, you know, they're, uh, they're a local company. So I, I like supporting local companies, but, um, you know, dungarees.com, you can check them out. And then, um, Everhearts Outdoors is uh, another huge yeah. sponsor for me. They're a kayak dealer 
Uh, they sponsor the uh, the All American Kayak Classic, mm-hmm. which is a big tournament that'll be coming up this spring. And uh, uh, they, you know, I got my Old Town Autopilot from them, and and they have a, a great selection of uh, Old Town and New Canoe kayaks. They also have they sell guns, archery, uh, all kinds of the huge fishing section, crappie stuff. So they're located in Clinton, Missouri, which is on Truman Lake, which is right next door to Lake of the Ozarks. Uh, but they've been a huge sponsor for me, and, and I re- really appreciate their support. Uh, also, Gorilla Grip Gloves. If you look in all my pictures. Yeah, I saw uh, that. <laughs> my fish pictures, I'm always wearing those blue fingerless Gorilla Grip Gloves. Keep you from getting finned. They're great to hold on to your fish. Protect your hands from sun during the day. And uh, and they're, they they did have a deal where they had them at Walmart for three pairs for like 10 bucks or something. So they're very reasonably wow. priced. You can wash them over and over again. So uh gorilla grip gloves uh you can look for them they're on amazon if if you want to buy a pair and and they did also have them in walmart and academy and other places like that um and then uh uh crank wraps i don't know if you've ever heard of crank wraps oh yeah but uh yeah they're uh basically like a uh uh, a decal that you put on hard baits crank baits and jerk baits actually um I got one here. This is a jerk bait. Uh, uh, this is a 110. Uh, it's not actually a mega bass. I think this one's an RC stick, but uh, this is their white crappie pattern. Uh, basically, you buy the crank wraps and they're just like a sticker. Uh, you can apply them to baits that are old and beat up, or if you just uh, like for kayak fishermen, they're great because sometimes you don't have the color of the bait that you want in the boat, but you can carry some crank wraps with you. Then you can put them on in just a few probably like 30 seconds you stick them on there um, just press them on and uh, you know change the color of your bait so and uh, then another one of my uh, sponsors is Rogue Custom Apparel they do uh, custom jerseys and waterproof hoodies and all kinds of stuff so um, I think that's I think that's all of them I'm working on a couple more sponsor deals but uh, be announcing those probably here in the near future and I uh, really appreciate all those companies. They're they're great supporters of not only me but the kayak community. Um, yeah. Most of those companies are also sponsored uh, sponsors of the Moyak Fishing Series, and you know Everhart. They they sponsor a lot of big tournaments. So um, great great supporters of the kayak community. So we we like to support them. And how how can everybody find you online, man? Yeah, so um, I'm on. Uh, Facebook and Instagram. I do have a YouTube channel, but I haven't been posting much stuff on there. But uh, I'm Chad A. Davison on Instagram and just Chad Davison on Facebook. Uh, so I'm, I'm pretty active on both of those. There you go. Well, man, I appreciate you being on. Great year. Good luck at the, um, uh, at the, what is it, the, you were just talking about the big, the All American Kayak Classic coming yeah, up. Yeah, the spring team event at the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, congrats. Yeah, Good I mean, luck. And uh, yeah, I'm sure I'll have you on for too long uh, with all the things you're winning. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. I really appreciate it. It's been fun. Yeah, man. All right. Take it easy. Yeah, you too. Bye. All right. Got a couple other, actually, just one other tournament to talk about here. There weren't too many this weekend. Um, it was the foothills kayak anglers they were on lake norman and mountain island lake in hickory north carolina 32 anglers uh three fish limit first place was logan talbert with 53 and a quarter 
uh, Ped Vang with 50 and a quarter and David Golding with 49 and a quarter. So, uh, yeah, pretty, obviously pretty tough conditions. But, uh, yeah, that was it. I uh, appreciate y'all listening. As always, thanks for watching, and uh, we'll see you again next week if you're out on the water. It's getting to be that time of year. Water's starting to cool off. Just please, you know, bring a splash bag, put in your kayak. Don't take it out, but a change of clothes, whatever else you need in case you get in a bad situation. You know, just be safe. You want to get home to your loved ones and see you can fish next year. All right. Y'all be good. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Fin. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin. Don't forget to check out the website paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures, your Midwest premier paddle sports destination, go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina, the beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today.